Hello and welcome to the Hello Parks everyone. This is Two Dykes and a Mic. Welcome everyone to another episode of Fuck Your Podcast, the podcast to end all podcasts. My name is Michael Tenango. I'll be your host today. And did you know that if you gathered up all of the food that Americans throw out every single month, you would still have not enough to feed every podcaster in the world? Uh, my guest today is <laughs> the one, the only... <laughs> I like this. You're the first person to ever laugh at one of those intros. <laughs> Uh, the one and only Steve Alec, everyone. Host of the podcast, Better of Two Evils. I love uh, that I'm looking at an Avengers Infinity War poster because you're essentially the Thanos... Of podcasts. <laughs> that's sure. it. Okay, that's the new tagline. New tagline. New nickname. That's we're changing. We're changing the whole schematic. We're changing it all up. We're gonna get a new uh, a new visual a here. Fist. <laughs> Just <of> kidding. You. <laughs> with all with like fucking um, what the fuck with Mark Maron in it and Joe Rogan experience. Joe Rogan Infinity Stones. Jad Abumrod. <laughs> The guys from last podcast, Chapo Trap Stop House, or uh, got Pod Save America, Pod Save America, yeah. the, the Johns. These are my Infinity Stones. <laughs> I just love the idea that you can snap your finger and like John Lovitz and <laughs> John Favreau would just like turn into dust. Uh, all right, Steve, um, how's it going? First off, I haven't seen you in like yeah, it, God, it's been two, like three years, two years, it's pretty been much a since really the world long time. went nuts. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, definitely since the world went nuts. Yeah, uh, simpler times. It's 2015. Been, yeah, it's been too. It's been too long. Yeah, uh, and I loved, uh, like, I loved uh, the because sh- the show we worked on the, the party in the back. Yeah, was I have such great memories of that show, um, just because like the the like. The cast was awesome. Cast and, hilarious. And and you were particularly cool because you came on as a PA. Yeah. And everybody was just like, oh, T is the T is just like the fucking best. He's the man. And then and then by the end of it, you were like on the show. Yeah, which uh, I don't know if you know how that the way the way that came about was uh, one day we were doing a camera test with Carla Carla Dowden actually, yeah. who I also haven't talked to in like two years. Or that's not true. I see her every now and then in social media. Yeah. But, uh, Carla, if you're listening, shout out. Um, she was recording uh, something. She was recording a bit called "In Defense of Olive Garden," where someone <laughs> needed to rant about why, like, why does everyone hate Olive Garden? It's the best thing in the world. And they were like, "Well, he's a fat piece of shit. Why don't we just have him?" And it was literally like, it was literally Olive Garden is. I love Olive Garden. Olive Garden is nostalgic for me. My mom and I would go to Olive Garden all the time. So like, they were like, "Hey, can you sit there and rant about why Olive Garden is like underappreciated gem of America?" And I was like, "Yes, I can." <laughs> I feel the same way about Super Salad. Not because Super Salad is anything particularly great, but as a kid, my parents would take me there after we would go to church. Yeah. My dad was like, we're going to Super Salad. And um, we were Greek Orthodox, so we didn't eat in the mornings before oh, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would be just tired and bored and hungry. And then we'd go to Super Salad and I'd just gorge. In a way, Super Salad was your church. Yes. 
man. Um, all right, so so Steve, we're here to talk about your podcast. Yes. Um, let's start with uh, the initial question. Yeah. Who do you think you are, Steve? Who Who do you think you are to to have this podcast? What's What's the Steve Alex story? Uh, I'm a, I am the defender of lost and unloved things. I'm the I'm the I'm the like Jeff Wolf. Yeah. Well, no, and and that's you know like. To go back to the point about Olive Garden, what what Ben and I were trying to do when we started uh, Better Two Evils, and people called it Lesser Two, and like we never came up with the best name. Um, <laughs> it's it, and that podcast is coming back. Uh, we had to stop. You heard it here first, folks. Fuck your podcast exclusive. Better Two Evils is coming back. Unless you tell us that we can't. <laughs> In which case, unless, unless my Thanos judgment comes down, down and, say, down and no, dust, you no. dust us. Well, no, it, it came down to um, because Ben and I were both obsessed with uh, 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 how did this get made and like movie sign with the Mads and a couple other you know podcasts about bad movies. And the thing that we realized is it's easy to tear something down. Yeah. And like, do I think that Olive Garden is objectively the best? No, but like. Like, we don't all have a spa goes on the corner. <laughs> I don't know if spa goes is good. I just know it's. I just know it's expensive. I just know it's expensive, <laughs> and it's Italian. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, went to film school, kind of late. I like at twenty five, and then before that I was uh just a I was like a comedian, and before that I was in college, and and um, basically like. I, I learned in, in film school that I had all of these things that, like, people, like, in music school and in film school, everybody just wanted to shit on stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. And it, and they would be like, and I would go to, like, I remember I used to go to this uh, music festival in the summers, and it was a, it was a very high-level music festival in South Carolina uh, called Brevard, and you would just have these, like, Juilliard snobs who would be like, well, all of the symphonies on the West Coast are just a crock of shit. And like, <laughs> like, have you ever listened to anybody who's come out of the USC Music School? They're just garbage. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you... <laughs> really? Oh, I was to say this. What am I supposed like? Basically, they have their 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 worldview is there are five good orchestras, and they're and within that, you know. There's, you know... Really only two or three chairs that are... There's two or three chairs. Yeah. yeah, like, if you... Like, it's only Everything worth it... garbage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's only worth it to play music if you get... You know, if you can take up, you know, the spot on one of five symphony orchestras and there are ten chairs in the world. Yeah. You know, where you could actually make a living doing it. And everything else is just garbage. And I'm like... Well, no... Like some things, some things are just good for what they are. Yeah. And we were kind of like, well, what can we? What if? What if we were? We? What if you had to defend something that was objectively awful? Because mm-hmm. you know, you there are these lawyers in the world who have to defend like you know third world oh. dictators. <laughs> There's like Lanny like Davis. The most awful and, people in the world. Yeah, yeah, those people exist. And so I was like, what if you had to be the the uh, um, the um, 
you know, what was the guy that debated the guy that defended uh, OJ? OJ Simpson? Um, uh, Johnny Cochran. Yeah, Johnny Cochran. The Johnny what, Cochran. What if of you bad had? Movies? What if you had to be the Johnny Cochran of bad movies? Not just bad movies. Anything terrible from pop culture. So I had to defend um, the Barbie song. I'm a Barbie girl in, in a Barbie. Yeah, world. Aqua's Aqua's number one. Aqua's hit. number one hit. Their only hit. I had to defend um, uh, Poison Ivy from the Batman 90, 1996 film. I had to defend oh, her. Uma Thurman? I had to defend oh, Uma Thurman. Oh, damn. Which, easy to defend Uma Thurman. Yeah, hard to defend, hard to defend Poison Ivy. Yeah, Hard yeah, to defend yeah. Poison Ivy. I had to defend Waterworld. I had to defend... You know, my... Uh, when I was in film school, I was in a documentary class, and I found out that my teacher, my professor, was a producer on Waterworld. Oh, shit. And I found out he got into documentary because uh so i looked up his credits right i was like that's yeah. weird how do you get in a documentary yeah i looked it up and basically he was in a documentary about bad movies <sighs> and i think like that inspired him because like on his on his uh resume it basically goes he stars in that movie or he's you know he's featured in that movie as someone talking about his shitty movie Waterworld. oh boy and then i after that it's all documentary so i can only assume he's on this documentary set and he says Wow, you guys, you know, maybe I should get into this. Maybe I should get into movies where, you know, no one can make fun of them because they're about real things. They're not wild ideas. Yes. And yeah, he's a documentarian. Well, and like, I, I don't, I don't down anybody for working on Waterworld because at that time, Kevin Costner was batting a thousand. Kevin Costner was huge. Uh, I mean, like that kind of. Uh, high concept you know fantasy sci-fi stuff was huge yeah. like yeah he had come off of uh dances with wolves which mm-hmm. was i think best picture winner uh it was definitely a nominee it might have been but yeah i think it won i think it was either best picture either one or was nominated right. for it um uh field of dreams which was a massive hit yeah um you know and just you know he was a couple years off of what he was he was like in what, bull durham i think he was in like he in other words he had a string of hit he was the hottest shit that yeah. you could be yeah he should have been untouchable yeah yeah so there's so there's no <laughs> there's there's you you can't down somebody for working on that because everybody thought it yeah like you couldn't lose it's the same way with you know uh anybody who worked on the prequels to star wars how oh, could yeah you how could you not say yeah, no in that job so so i had to defend that and my defense of that movie was actually that it was a retelling of the iliad which ah yeah because a stretch but well it's actually not that much of a stretch because there's a there is a scene that was deleted from the movie where they where they they the mariner which is kevin costner's character's name yeah yeah, yeah. somebody actually oh, uses I know his name and she says, your, your your real name, Ulysses. Ulysses. Oh, what? His real name is Ulysses. Oh, so it is. Like, that's, it is. Like, that's not even like, uh, that's not even a fan theory. Like, it's no. clearly a retelling of. Yes. Oh. Yes, Waterworld is supposed to be a, a retelling of of the uh, the Odyssey. Not the Odyssey. The Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, the Odyssey. Uh, in which he's trying to get back home. Right. It okay. kind of loses the metaphor right after that. Because <laughs> he's no, not, like, and, trying to get back to his wife or anything. Yeah. But. But um, no, the like the fact that that's his character's name—that's that's all the proof I need. Yeah. Also, um, I will come out right now and say I love Waterworld. It's, I think Waterworld is fucking the most fun you could have watching a movie. It's in, it's it is so, so it's such a gem. There's terrifying, awful parts of it. Yeah, yeah. But like Dennis Hopper's character is 
So good. Crazy entertaining. So good. He tough. He tough talks an eight year old child. <laughs> also, like the the Universal Studios Waterworld show is like one of their most popular attractions. Yeah. I have I have a, a my ex roommate works at Universal Studios. And he's like, oh yeah, no, everyone like loves that show. It's going so on like twenty five years, and that show is essentially just a miniature version of the movie. Yes. So no, you can't say Waterworld is like oh the biggest piece of garbage ever made. Like. People, no. people clearly like the concept. It's but a great concept. What is funny about that, though, is because is I feel like you could just watch that stunt show and then not watch the movie and oh, you're yeah. fine. And you understand the whole, yeah. But what's funny about that is you, you'll go see that stunt show and you'll have like parents with their kids. And the kid will be like, wait, what is this from? And they're like, oh, it's a movie called Waterworld. Is it good? No. 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 <laughs> no. But the stunt show is great. And like... That stunt show has lasted for like 25 yeah. years. Oh, no, yeah. And it's going strong. And it's going strong. Yeah. And every stunt show before that was lasted for like... Before, I think it was Miami Vice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? It was originally... it was the, When it was first built, it was the A-Team experience. Oh, uh, that's cool. And they did the A-Team and they would like drive out on the van Damn, and have like yeah, machine yeah. guns. And there was like a... And then, um, and then it was Miami Vice, which I actually saw when I was very, very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it turned into Waterworld, and then it, there's... It's been Waterworld ever since. Yeah. yeah. No, I hope they never get rid of it. God, I would. that's a sad, sad day for America when they get rid of the Waterworld show. Um, I'm just glad they didn't replace it with a revival A-Team show based off of the Bradley Cooper A-Team oh, movie. God. Which, terrible. Way to miss the point of that show <laughs> entirely. I, uh, when I was in uh, high school, going into film school, yeah. uh, my favorite director at the time was James Cameron. I absolutely love James Cameron. Yeah. Uh, big, huge fan, Titanic, True Lies, all yeah. of those. Uh, Terminator, obviously, yeah. Aliens. Uh, I go to film school, uh, Avatar is released, yeah. Yeah. and I, he was, you know, I, knowing who James Cameron is, knowing what he's all yeah. about, I thought it was fucking awesome. I yeah. was like, oh, shit, this yeah. is, like, I've never... I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Like this is the, this the the cinematic like achievements on screen here are blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, and I also never watched Fern Gully growing up, so yeah. I came out of the theater and everyone was like, it's a, "Oh, it's just Fern, it's Fern Gully." Gully. I was like, what the fuck is Fern Gully? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I you know and then like that was a weird time because. I think for like a solid week, maybe even two weeks, everyone was like, yeah, have you seen Avatar? Have you seen Avatar? Yeah. Skyrocketed to, it's still yeah. the number one movie of all time yeah. uh, as far as box office numbers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a few weeks after that, you know, the snobs started to come yeah. out. They were like, oh no, yeah. it's garbage. It doesn't make any sense. It's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. And I like, it definitely like, I definitely was uh, at that impressionable film school age where yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I should hate this. Maybe I should yeah. think that this is a bad movie. And I did for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, but however, I own the I own the uh, super special limited edition like yeah. Avatar Blu-ray with like all the deleted scenes and everything. Yeah. Um, and I watched it again recently, and I was like, "No, fuck this! This is a good movie. Like, it's super I enjoyable. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Super enjoyable. And I, think, I think that's the thing. I think like good versus it's a very weird profession. Uh, you know, the film industry because. There is a there is a such thing as a good doctor and a bad doctor. Yeah. Like, if yeah. your doctor gives you the wrong medicine and you die, yes. that is a bad doctor. Exactly. But can you say a movie is is good or I think there are certain things like I think there are certain part th- things in a movie that you can say uh, objectively like this is bad. Like you know the oh, the yeah. writing is bad or yeah. this acting is bad or whatever. Yeah. But 
I don't know, man. At the end of the day, if you had a good time, if you if, if you, you enjoyed, enjoyed it, yourself, who cares? Yeah, exactly. If you exactly. if you enjoy it, who cares? Like, and and again, like, I was definitely I definitely got hit by the snob wave with Avatar. And my take on Avatar now is like, it is beautiful. Yeah, it is one of the most beautiful movies ever made. Is it ham fisted? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Unobtainium. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It is so ham fisted. Like Unobtainium is it's the it's the it's like they might as well just called it MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 so ham handed and it. But like, God, it was fun to watch. Yeah. It was. It was, it was super enjoyable. Pretty. And um and like, am I gonna watch it? You know, multiple times a year, like Back to the Future. No. Yeah. Am I gonna watch it? You know, every couple years and have a good time. Hell yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah, and so what what we thought with that podcast was, okay, how how far down can we go? Right. And so we did things like uh uh we did uh, Taco Bell versus Del Taco. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's like a, that is a California like it was a very California, California debate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've been having that kind of I've been having that debate since I was like five years old. Yeah, which is about the most it is about the most California debate yeah. you could have. It's almost like where did you come down? Uh, our judge went with Taco Bell because we would always have a judge, okay, a guest judge right. who would decide. But like, where do you come down? I actually come down Taco Bell as well. Okay, all right. Just all because right. and and it comes down to me. Because of the crinkle fry. I think Del Taco has the crinkle fry, and right. I don't like crinkle fries. Interesting. I think crinkle fries are just way too, like, but Del Taco also has hamburgers, and Del Taco's burgers are surprisingly good. Oh, I've had them. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, like, every time... I've never been disappointed by a Del... I've been disappointed by more, like, burger joint burgers than I have Del Taco burgers. Yes. I've okay. gone to, like, play... I've gone to, you know, other places in America, like Portland and Chicago, where, oh, this is the best burger in the area. I've had it. Not a fan. Yeah. Del Taco Burger? Oh, give me one of those any day of the week. It is it is it is good. It is surprisingly good. And um and that was one where I, I actually legitimately do stand for uh Taco Bell over Del Taco. Okay. But that's only because of a handful of things yeah. on the menu. Yeah, I mean that's but the point is like the point is looking for the objectively good things in the yeah. in the in, in the, the bad. bad. Yeah. And it's the and diamonds it, in the rough. Exactly. Okay, all right. Because I have this sort of thing about like there's a thing in film culture and in nerd culture where everybody's trying to one up each other with their like how pure they are and how much they know yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. and like you know how impeccable their taste is. Yeah. And it's like dude, it's it's like getting back to that medical school thing. Like you're not a doctor. You didn't have to go to medical school to be a nerd. Yeah. You like something. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. enough it's like enough to some. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just there's a there's a really good actually. Um, there's a really good uh, episode of Community where I think it's the Glee episode. Um, oh, that where, episode was brilliant. Yeah, where they 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 parody Glee. Um, but uh, Abed is the only Danny Pudi's character, fucking one of the greatest characters of television history. Yes. Down. Uh, Abed's the only one that like wants to do the whole Glee thing, and when everyone else is cynical about it and they kind of like make fun of him for it, he yeah. says. I guess I just like liking things, and I have literally like that's been my mantra for pretty much yeah. any kind of fandom. Like I just, yeah. I guess I just like liking things. Like I don't know, guys, I don't want to sit around and shit on things. Like, yeah, unless well, it's really, really bad, which is rare. And I but, felt like that was the counter like, to crash. Dan. Yeah, 
Crash is bad. Wait, which Crash? The one, the the, the one that won, one that the, best won picture? the best picture. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. That is not a good movie. <laughs> it's not enjoyable, and it's yeah. also it also the message is not it's like profound warped. enough yeah. that I want to give a shit. Because there's other there's another movie called Crash that's about people who crash cars and then fuck. <laughs> No, it's by David Cronenberg. <laughs> that is a much better use of the title Crash. David Cronenberg I've made a movie. I've never heard of this. I'm oh, going to watch it. It is so immediately. good. Oh, yeah. It's David Cronenberg and it's uh, Holly Holly Hunter and uh, David, uh, no, James Spader. And it's about this like cult of people who are obsessed with like the car crashes of LA. And they, uh, let's see, Elias Coteus is in it. I will watch anything with James Spader. And it's like, so, it is, but James it's a, Spader is one of my favorite actors. It's about people who get like sexual charges out of crashing cars. This is amazing. And so it it ends with oh, I'm not going to give it away. It's yeah, a very no, shocking. No, don't spoil, don't but spoil. it has a very shocking ending. But it is it is dark. And when it came out, everybody was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is this?" <laughs> All right, it's All right. it's. Watch it, though. It is really good. Yeah, okay, I will. Um, um, okay, so moving on to the next question, Steve. Uh, I feel like I know enough about you and yeah. who you think you are now yeah. to ask you. Uh, yeah. Steve, what gives you the right? What? Uh, why do you think that, you know, you even said we've got a lot of bad podcast or a lot of bad movie podcasts. Yeah. Flophouse um, is my personal favorite. Yeah, I love Flophouse. Yeah. Uh, so what what gives you the right to come on here and and why you specifically why are you making this podcast uh, and you also you know you have a co-host yeah Ben yeah, Ben's um, daughter so, uh, who is uh, currently ill at home uh, unfortunately yeah he is he is very sick so I wasn't um, gonna drag him out of no which is and I don't want him infecting my my new home here good point this is a nice place uh, thank you um, but yeah so what, what 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 gives you guys the right why why do you do this podcast you guys specifically uh, uh specifically because. Uh, we we wanted to test ourselves um, to see if we could because we are we are snobs in a lot of ways if we could do the mental exercise of defending the indefensible. It's a challenge and seeing how far we could go with it. Right, and the reason is because uh, we both really like pointless challenges. And that's why it was us to do it. Because other people, I think, would give up if they were asked to defend, um, uh, let's say, Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. right. Other people would just be like, well, that's garbage. I wanted to see if I could do the mental exercise of defending Fifty Shades of Grey. And I have two things going for me. One, I can look for the good in any situation. Which comes an from optimist. I like yeah. that. Well, it actually comes from a from a lifelong battle with depression. Strangely enough, you know, I had to learn to look yeah. for for the best in any situation. It's a survival thing, yeah, it's yeah, a survival yeah. thing. Um, and and uh, and two, I have uh, an unbelievable backlog backlog of uh, pointless knowledge. <laughs> And a classical education, right? So that I could create new parameters um, to defend really anything. Yeah. If I could just change the context, and I knew enough uh, pointless bullshit, and I had enough of a classical education that I could find a context for something. Yes. This also it also comes from a, from a fascination with. Um, conspiracy theories yeah yeah because i feel like if you can do the mental exercise to create a conspiracy 
theory out of anything. Um, that's also like, it's actually a good skill to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, impressive. Yeah. But when it's misapplied and then it turns into QAnon, then you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why so, I think me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think something that I, I keep uh, I keep hearing in this is this idea of kind of like not only searching for what's objectively good, yeah, um, which is like like hard facts that you can point to, like you know um, uh, Dennis Hopper in Waterworld, yeah, like, but pointing like almost crafting something good, like taking from it and 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 explaining what's good about it or theorizing what's good about it. Um, I have a uh, I'm going to use this time to talk about one of my own fan theories. Do it. Uh, about, I want to hear this. Analysis, I should say, about one of my favorite movies, a goofy movie, uh, which yeah. was critically underrated at its time. It was a good movie. Yeah, now it's like a cult classic. Everyone yeah. loves it. But um, I, I strongly believe that a uh, goofy movie is... Uh, the big dance. Actually, I have a pop figure right behind you of Powerline. Oh uh, my God! Yeah, Powerline. Tevin Campbell, uh, 1990s R&B superstar. Uh, I have a I have a theory that basically yes. the big finale of a goofy movie where uh, they're on stage and they're performing the song I With to Powerline, I. Yeah. Uh, that whole thing is a visual metaphor for essentially like the whole movie essentially max um realizing that his his father is actually his hero yeah someone that he does look up to not someone that he hates because what's happening is you know goofy's on stage with power line and they're dancing yeah and then there's this uh the big security guys like chasing max and they're up in the rafters like on on the lighting rig yeah uh there's this very clear scene where uh in order to escape from the the big scary thing the big mean angry fat security guard which of course represents max's uh you know teenage hormones and and just like the rebellion everything he's going through the bad side of puberty yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh that's chasing him uh he's above He's above everything. He's above the crowd. He's above power line. Like he's he's thinking that he's above everything. But while he's up there alone in his ivory tower, this big nasty thing is chasing him. Yeah. He finally decides uh, when he sees his dad down there, mm-hmm. and his dad is like, you know, his, his dad needs help. His dad is caught on stage. What's gonna happen? Are they gonna get kicked out of the concert? Is his dad gonna get arrested? Yeah. Is Goofy gonna go to jail? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that's a very real possibility. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, he gives he, he reaches out to his dad, he says, Dad, do the perfect cast. He says, Dad, do a thing from your childhood that I thought was dumb yeah. and integrate it into my childhood, yeah. you know, dance, hip hop, yeah. power line. Yeah. Then he swings down and this is uh on the projector is a picture of just power line. Yeah. And Max's hero, Max swings down and he smashes into the projector, thereby destroying his illusion of his hero, destroying the the image in his mind that he's made of Powerline, escaping his nasty teenage hormones and rebellion, comes down on stage with two real people, Powerline, yeah. but not as a mythical figure, as uh, the screen represented, as just a normal man and his father. And he joins the two worlds together, they dance... Oh my god. I love it. Oh my god. I love that scene. And that's why. Oh my god. And it also represents like taking your taking your parents who you see as being like first you see them as gods, then you see them as enemies, and then once you reach a certain point in adulthood, you see them as peers. People. Yeah, exactly. Just people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that also could and oh he's going through a screen, so it could also be a reference to like um you've heard the 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 the, um the the um 
the uh, allegory of the cave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Socrates, Plato, Socrates yeah. the play. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the prisoner who sees right. the cast on the wall, and then he comes. And out. then must go and tell everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's you know that's essentially what the like Matrix that. was. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So you know in a way in a way Goofy movie beat the Matrix too. <laughs> Beat the Matrix to the punch as far as the, punch, as far as the, the first movie game goes. Um, all right, so I, I, I like that. I like your answer as to what gives you the right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just because um, I feel like it, it is a challenge to defend these things. And also, when you work in Hollywood long enough, you realize how hard it is to make anything. Anything, yeah. Let alone something that is great. Yeah, the idea that, oh, you know, if you made... Uh, I mean, like, you know, Marvel movies are a perfect example, where yeah. it's like, oh, they're all the same, they're cookie-cutter, they're, they're, like, made by committee, they're not yeah. made by artists. Like, okay, like, on the one hand, yes, you can argue that, but on the other hand, like, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have read comic books their whole life that, mm-hmm. to be able to see this idea of, like, you know, I remember, I remember buying uh, comic books, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden something would pay off, like... A year later, yeah. something that something little thing they yeah. set up, and it's like to see that interwoven in this cinematic universe. That's awesome. Like yeah. that's that's something very cool, and it's also very difficult. So like, it's incredibly. Difficult. Are they changing the game? Not really. Like, are they all kind of? Are most of them are most of them kind of basic action movies. Yes. Yeah. But are they doing something that is enjoyable to like to a lot of folks? Yeah, I think so, yeah. and I think that that's like. You know, to be able to put in all that time and effort and yeah. and you know blood, sweat, and tears into making something, just for people to be like, oh well, it didn't it didn't transcend genre, it didn't this this and that. It's like, uh, why does it why does it have to? Though? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Why does it have? And like, I love it when it does. I love it when it does. I'm actually really it's excited. Great when it does. It's great when it does. Yeah. Like Logan transcended genre. Um, I'm really excited for uh, Joaquin and Phoenix as the Joker. Oh, the Joker, yeah. Because I feel like that's gonna that doesn't feel like a super. It yeah, feels like no, a dark feels like a, drama. Yeah, like a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm in love with. Yeah. Um, it's great when it does, but it doesn't. If everything's great, then nothing is. Like, yeah. Then, yeah. It, well, it's it's like the opposite of everything is terrible. If you know that group, they say if everything is terrible, then nothing then is. Nothing is. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like it's. It's okay to just have something to enjoy. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, it, it really is. <laughs> and, like, there are some things that, you know, are going to get a level of, like, thought and effort. And, like, the, the, the magic in the ether will make them great. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you know, Spider-Man 5 won't still be fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't, you know. I just try... It taught me... It, it kind of beat the snobbery out of me because it made me realize, like, if I have to watch these things critically right, and I had to defend them, I would have to see stuff in them that I was not looking normally for. Normally would have glossed over. That yeah. I normally would have glossed mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do that with, you know, I had to do that with, um, with uh, Catwoman, which is a bad movie. <laughs> That's that's one of the few ones that, was that I was pretty like bad. that one I had to defend. There were some there were some that I look back on. I'm like, okay, that I really pulled that out of my ass. I really <laughs> pulled it out of my ass. My defense of Catwoman was actually that it was a death dream. Was ah. that Catwoman actually did die halfway through the movie? Oh, the like rest. which is what a lot of people say about Greece too. Yeah, some people yeah. say Greece uh, is 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 a death dream. Some people say that the ending of Taxi Driver is a death, a death dream. dream. Yeah, but yeah. it's but it's but it's actually not. 
and I had my ass handed. I have an amazing story about that. So yeah. I, I like to say that everything is a death dream because <laughs> I had I had heard from somebody in film school that, oh yeah, the ending of Taxi Driver is he's killed in that gun out with, right. with the pimp, with Harvey Spoiler Keitel. Alert. If you haven't seen Taxi... <laughs> okay. I mean, I know it came out like 35 years ago, but if you can get to the theaters... <laughs> um, no, so uh, he's killed in the... Yeah. So, so I became obsessed with the idea of that and also the... Um, the what do they go the Jacob's ladder? Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so my idea was that it was that, and he's killed in that. Um, but I got my ass handed to me because I was with a, a friend one time uh, who was in a movie uh, directed by Paul Schrader, who uh, who um, uh, wrote Taxi right. Driver. Yeah. Um, and I had I had said something about you know it's a death dream like the end of Taxi Driver. And he's like I don't think that's a death dream. And I'm like, yeah, no, it is. He dies, and then at the end, when he's talking with Civil Shepherd in the taxi drive, that's him. That's going through his head as he's as he's bleeding to death. Yeah. And he goes, "Let me call Paul Schrader." And he actually on this. he actually texted he uh, no he te- he he uh, texted him, "Hey, Paul Schrader, what's the is, is it a death dream?" And then Paul Schrader texts back, "No, it's a cycle." The ending is the beginning is the end. So I actually got my ass yeah, handed to ass me. Yeah, you buy Paul Schrader. Buy Paul Schrader. Which is pretty, pretty fucking amazing. Like, that's one of those things where I'm not even mad that I'm wrong. Like, no. That's awesome. No, it was like that scene in Annie Hall where, like, where he's, like, makes a, the guy makes a crack about Marshall McLuhan and, like, oh, yeah. Woody Allen pulls Marshall <laughs> McLuhan out from behind it. Uh, what are your, what are your final, my, uh, what are your thoughts now? Well, before that, we have to do, oh, of yes. course, the, the Fuck Your Podcast fun size. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn the microphone on you, Steve. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and run a, a quick lightning round episode of The Better of Two Evils. Okay. Um, and I think for this one, we're going to make it a, a podcast-themed uh, episode, of course, because Fuck Your Podcast. Um, I want you to give me a quick defense right now. Um I'll go ahead and uh, I'll let you pick your better of two evils. Okay, that's uh, good because I got to pick when we did the... Oh, yeah, yeah. perfect. So between these two, um, two types of arguably, I would say, bad podcasts. Oh, God. okay. Um, a podcast that is just a couple of college kids in a dorm kind of talking about um, general pop culture things, like without any real insight just you know a couple of guys <sighs> sitting around uh digging around probably smoking weed talking about the latest uh bros. movie yep bros bros fix politics yes as they <laughs> said on Saturday Night Live that um, they nailed that oh my god uh we're gonna talk about that kind of podcast versus um a uh guest podcast a guest based podcast much like this one an interview based podcast um where the uh, every other episode, the guy hosting the podcast can't get a guest on, so he uh, just talks by himself alone about how he couldn't get a guest on. Which one? Uh, choose your champion. Pick your poison. Because there are, you could you could come up with plausible reasons in which each could be good. Okay. I would go. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> this is a. Oh, this is a tough one. If it's a bunch of like college kids that I can't go with the 
like pop culture because I love Trapo Trap House, which is essentially just like like four politics nerds, you know, bitching about pop culture right, and, right. and politics. But they have a lot of insight, and they clearly are yeah. are very well read. No, let me let me make it clear in the uh, in the group dynamic uh, podcast. These four bro dudes, they don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know anything. These are clearly like guys that uh, shouldn't be sharing their opinions. <sighs> okay, uh, then I'm gonna go with guest get a guest based podcast where the guy can't get a guest every week. Okay, well, I have to go for that um, uh, because there are going to be times when. Uh, there are going to be times when he has his own insights, you know, where he uh, has original thoughts and ideas, and okay. and and he can, you know, percolate or uh, or uh, or expound upon the interviews that he's done in the past. Mostly, it's just because I really don't want, like, I can't, I don't want to know anything about Fortnite or Jewel Pods. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to know. I'm 34, <laughs> and and I, I am at a point right now where I am, I am, like every generation shits on the generation that comes after it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't shit on Generation Z. I'm afraid of them. Yeah, Generation Z is. They are gonna wear our teeth as <laughs> necklaces. <laughs> there's like, there's like a kid being born right now who is. Fucking Immortanjo. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. He was born in Florida this morning. A hundred percent. So, like, I'm just... I, I don't know that I want to, like... Uh, I Yeah, and also, like, I've been them yeah. before. Okay, that's fair. And I've, and I've, and I've done that. But, but I also understand why they do it. Because, like, podcasting... Uh, in this moment is a little bit like uh, like you know I grew up as the as as social media was starting to evolve so I remember back when there was like live journal yeah. and then it turned and then it morphed into Friendster and it friend in, and then it turned into uh, MySpace, MySpace yeah. and then it finally became uh, Facebook, Facebook. Um, and podcasts are like they are the moment right now yeah and the baby boomers haven't figured out a way to destroy it yet. <laughs> when your mom gets a podcast, they that's will. When, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, when it's over. that's when it's time to move on to the next thing. They, All right, and they they will. They'll find a way. Oh yeah. yeah we yeah. thought they couldn't destroy Facebook, and they did. They did. All right, cool. Um, I I guess now I have to come down on the side of the uh, which I I will do valiantly the side of the. Uh, Pop culture bros, uh, without much to say. Here's my thing, is that I think... Well, I think there's something um, honorable in doing a podcast where you you have guests on. Yeah. Which is why I do that. Yeah. Um, And where you, you know, you you two kind of discuss and debate things. um, Yeah. And and it's not just all... uh, Narcissism. Narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When and there's yeah. some there's something about you know it not being all narcissism. I think that at a core, uh, podcasting is one of the most narcissistic things you can do. Yeah. Um. So I I applaud the gentlemen in their college dorm, uh, talking about jewels and uh, Fortnite because you know what they are accepted. It's like a genre film, right? Yeah. You know what you are. Yeah. And uh, you're just gonna you're not trying to be anything more than. What you already are. I buy that argument. Yeah, I buy that argument. There and you, you have, and and you know what? Like, uh, 
I'm not against anybody doing it. Like a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I'm there, against everyone doing there it. Are, there, are, there, are, there are too many, and you are going to snap your fingers. and One day. And, the day will come. And, 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 and <laughs> Pod Save America will turn into dust. I want to make it clear, I, I am truly Thanos in that I will only eliminate half of all podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> the other half can stay, So there and will it will be fair and random, perfectly balanced, as all things should be. So there will still be, like, 20 Pod Save America podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there, will exactly. Still be, there will still be 20, uh, but you'll just get rid of, like, the, the weaker ones. Yes, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, if, you, if you snap your hands, will I have to give up my podcast forever? Uh, you know what? I I think there's only the only way to do this is uh, flip a coin. I'm gonna do it right now. Is that how this works? Okay, let's do it. Let's flip a coin. I want you to know, very much, uh, very much like Thanos is, uh, you know, I hope they remember you, Tony Stark. Uh, yeah. I I do feel that way. I enjoy uh, this idea of better two evils. Yeah. I think it's an interesting podcast. Yeah. And, if, uh, you know, God forbid, you get snapped, I hope they remember you, Steve. And this is fully legally binding? <laughs> fully legally binding. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we'll call it in the air. You call it in the air. I will. Heads. Heads! <laughs> it is heads! <laughs> yeah. You have survived! You survived the fuck your podcast I didn't get snap. dusted. <laughs> I made it to the end game. Um, Steve, thanks for thanks for joining me today. Oh my god, this, thank uh, you. beautiful Sunday afternoon. This was fantastic, this thank was you. This was very enjoyable. Um, the whole thing's a plug, but this is the specific plug section. Steve, go ahead and plug your, whatever you want, your social media handles. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can find uh, Better of Two Evils on wherever you find podcasts. Um, on the podcast app um, where you've got new uh, episodes coming up uh, next month. Nice. Uh, and by that I mean May. Hell yeah. Um, also uh, check out uh, Jack and Ape Toys which is coming up. Uh, we Our website goes live in one week and then we're gonna we have an Instagram that's just at Jack and Ape Toys. J-A-C-K-A-N-A-P Yeah. Jack A. Nape. Steve, thanks for coming us. And, uh, you know, even though you were spared by, by the snap, I gotta say, fuck your podcast. Okay, fair. Fair enough. <laughs>